Oh, you know what, man? We're doing like that. Now, please feel free to criticize my lack of enthusiasm on that on that slate because it was very, it was very yeah, just was not good. It's not a very good. You no, know what? Let's, it was almost pointless. Cut that part out, and as Todd Glass would say, cut that part back in. <laughs> I I got I got real direction from a commercial director. Well, you want to do you know you want to do it with authority. Yeah. You want to you want to be sure about your slates because you want to also spike the spike the sound so you can hear it so that you can hear it. <clears throat> Join once again by Jordan Brady. This is evolving with Corey Castle. Um, check it out real quick. I just want to say. I'm very, 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 very super duper pleased with the fact that you're my friend. Oh, and, likewise. And uh, I want to make sure that you know how incredibly welcome you are. And it's so funny because uh, <laughs> I just listened to the episode of your podcast that I did. Made you excited, didn't it? Corey, I loved having you on uh, my podcast, Respect the Process. It's a filmmaking podcast specifically aimed at directing commercials. So we have directors and producers, ad agency, creative people, and crew members from the film side and actors. So being able to have you on Respect the Process, which is on iTunes or wherever you pod, it was great because as an actor... When you get a Corey Castle in his self-made, uh, I know you did it with some friends. Bruce was the name of the short film. Right. It was good to motivate people. People really found your story interesting. That's awesome. Which surprised me. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope. <laughs> no, I kid. I tease. I love teasing you, Corey. And I, I apologize to the Corey Castle fans out there. Like, Jordan, you recorded that over the summer, and it didn't come out until like six months later. And it was actually my son, Jake, who edits the show, who had edited it a while ago, who goes, he goes, Dad, we never released Corey Castle. And then I, you tweeted at me something, and I was like, oh, my God, the universe is telling me something, because he just messaged me, and you're telling me, Jake, so we put it out, and it's a very popular episode. Oh, awesome. That's I, I did not realize that. That's, uh, that's, you probably saw a big spike in uh, very, very in YouTube views, right? Like you looked. I at didn't that notice it, but Steve said, Steve said something to me about it, but I didn't notice. <laughs> but I, the the reason bringing bringing up your podcast because I wanted to say, like, I didn't realize you had your son so hands on involved in your creative endeavors. And Both I have two sons and two daughters. Mm -hmm. I love them all equally, but differently. And I work with uh, my sons, not so much my girls, but I work with my sons in different capacities. And Jake has taken a more active role in the podcast because I had him, uh, like I used to record the intro to the interview, mm -hmm. post facto, 
And then I would send him the file, like Dropbox him the file. But since he moved closer to me, he's in the office a lot in the studio. So I just slide the mic over. I go, hey, Jake, like the last three episodes, Jake, you want to say anything? And I put him on the spot. I just slide the mic and we're recording. It's it's not live, but still, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, dad. OK, this is what's happening. <laughs> I'm proud of him. I, dude, I bet. Not just not just because I grew up without a dad, <laughs> but I bet having you as a dad is so super cool. And uh, the the fact that like, I can hear that in the in just the small interaction in the begin in the beginnings Aww. of the podcast. So Aww. I wanted one want to just acknowledge on the record that I recognize it and I appreciate it and it and it kind of it has me glowing a little bit. Well, Corey, you're like a, an adopted son to me. Well, you know what? I, I'm a father figure to you. And if I can, I, I know I can't take the place of all those years without a dad. And I feel for you. But <laughs> if there's anything you ever need, you want to cry on my shoulder, you want to come to me with sexual advice for sexual advice or anything like that, how to handle the ladies or. <laughs> that was, that was what you went to. <laughs> well, that's that was what a what dad you does. I don't know. <laughs> you just want to cuddle, play catch. You want to play catch. You want to go fishing. <laughs> whatever you want to do, Corey, in a father-son capacity. You know so, what's crazy? It, yeah. It's so nice. First of all, thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that. I am a, I try to be a fun dad, and I'm trying to let go because my my boys are now men. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. the 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 role shifts from from the like parental figure to now like a friend. And it's like, where do you blur that role? Like, where do you decide that that role has to spin? It, it's a case-by-case -case basis. And anybody listening that has kids, I do love them all the same. And I said or equally, but equal, I guess I should say uh, fair and just does not necessarily mean equal in terms of for instance, one of my boys went to public school here in L.A., and he thrived. and It was a fun environment. And my other son went to private school, and they're a year and a half apart. They're 18 months apart. And so Jake went to this through the private school system because he had learning challenges that needed that sort of program that the private school was based on. Mm-hmm. Ben went to public school and did well and probably would have fallen in with the drug crowd here in L.A. of the smart ass, you know, white privilege kids. And by white privilege, I don't necessarily mean that they're white, but it's kind no, of it's a, just it's just a, a matter thing, of, yeah. of uh, socioeconomic uh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So so to me, they both got equal treatment, but it wasn't equal in terms of one went to a public school, one with a private school. Like some people will go, well, how, well, how could you do that? Why couldn't you send them both there? because they they have different needs well i think that's a that's a that's a struggle that my mom deals with when it comes to me and my sister because my sister my sister is and I, my sister and i are like 13 months apart oh wow um, so irish uh, twins we call that <clears throat> yes <laughs> yeah so uh i was in i was in special needs like classes i was in uh sped classes and um i i was very very uh, hyper and very ADD, and I was very like I was a challenge. I but, can see that. 
she, my sister would struggle with the fact that like, she thought that I was the favorite. Yeah. So that like mom was loving me more than her. And it was, it's like you said, it's, it's the same, but it's gotta be different because it's a case, case, case by case thing. So exactly. when it comes to, when it comes to accepting that, that things weren't as bad as you convinced yourself they were, I guess uh, it's, it's, you know, it's a process. It's, you know, it's a struggle. It's, it continues to be a struggle. I mean, because I, I, I mean, I have to, I always give all the credit in the world to my mom and I've heard, I'm sure you've heard it a million times. It's like, she did everything she could possibly do, like, and stretched herself to like the, the, the limit on so many things. It, like before, before you were dad, you were Jordan. Yeah. And then, then you, then you accepted this new role where you were no longer what you were before. It's like, a paradigm shift. The moment your children are born into the world. Right. So it's like, that's gotta, gotta, gotta acknowledge the gratitude and uh, appreciate the struggle and the sacrifice of like what you, your goals might've been something different than they wound up. Oh, being. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. uh, well, <laughs> we got into that only because I wanted to ask you about, uh, we talked about this on your podcast, the, the Carlos Mencia, Carlos Mencia situation. And you would ask me, yeah, blown well, back up. Well, for your listeners, right? Sure. Hey, I got a little slap pack. Is that my mic? I can hear. I don't. I don't back. hear it. Okay, good. Um, is this live? By the way, no, it's, it's just live. It's, it's, it's live, live open the recording. Okay. Uh, so for your listeners, uh, Corey is a fan of my first feature documentary called "I Am Comic." about the art and occupational hazards of being a comedian, a stand-up comedian. Corey is not a fan of I Am Road comic and never heard of I Am Battle comic, which is a terrible title because you thought it was about roasting, you know, roast battles, but really it was about the doing comedy for the troops, all available on iTunes and uh, whatnot. So In the film I Am Comic, which was came out like eleven years ago now, it was two thousand ten. The uh, the the Carlos Mancia incident, I actually asked him and gave him plenty of screen time. Some of my friends were like, "You gave Carlos? Can we cuss?" Yeah, they said, up, you gave him too much fucking screen time. Fuck him, because I I really wanted his opinion as a especially as a Latino comedian you know, going sort of mainstream. And he talked about, you know, you can't just play to on taco Tuesday at the comedy club or the black comedian can't just play at chocolate Sundays. You have to go mainstream to get a bigger audience. So I gave him plenty of screen time. And at the end of the interview, I just said, Hey, you know, people accuse you of stealing. Do you want to say anything? I just, cause his manager said, you can't accuse him of stealing. I go, I'm not an asshole, but I'm going to ask. So I just said, is there anything you want to say? I'll give you the last word. And he, in my opinion, admitted that he lifts material and changes it around enough. And then he realized he was admitting it midstream and tried to make a joke out of it as if he was denying that he did it. Mm -hmm. Sure, I steal jokes like he was being, you know, 
Yeah. Didn't he say, uh, fuck yeah, I steal jokes? Yeah. 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 See, so I, I, took, I took it as true. And then I saw him try to waffle his way out of it. Mm-hmm. And for well, the record, nice enough guy. I mean, joke stealing aside. But um, I think that's that's like, Corey, that's not new, is it? That's old. That's old ground. What do you mean it's come back up again? Well, he was on Bobby. He was recently on Bobby Lee's podcast, Tiger Belly. Oh, yeah. And uh, Bobby Lee had confronted him about it. About stealing jokes? About about the whole stealing jokes. And I guess whatever whatever period the store went through where. Yeah. Where like it wasn't that fun to be there. Yeah, I guess Bobby had something to say about it. I don't. I don't really subscribe to Bobby Lee's podcast, but I saw it in the clip forms on YouTube. You mean and literally like, subscribe, or in theory, you don't subscribe to his idea? Oh, of doing I it. literally don't subscribe to it. I mean, I like him. I like what he represents. Sure, I think it's funny. What's that? I think he's funny. I thought he said he ain't even funny. Like, no, no, I think right, Bobby right. Lee is funny. No, he is funny. Jeepers! <laughs> but, but uh, then uh. So Corey, I'm gonna have you, a bite of chocolate from Ecuador. Oh, cool. You wanna give do you wanna give the company a shout? Yeah, I do. It's called Askanoisi. Askanoisi. Oh. And it's they supply this is the actual farmer. And it's free, it's basically free trade chocolate. Wow. This is like an eight dollar bar plus shipping. I spent like $17. So that that Vitaliano Sararvia and his father down in San Jose del Tambo, Ecuador, can grow their cocoa beans. That's the kind of guy I am. Support business. Yeah. Wow. And I I mean, you were doing that. You were doing that through uh, the black owned businesses and stuff when you were unboxing all this stuff and giving shout outs to things like you were just you were just going. Hey, everybody else, I'm encouraging everybody else to kind of do this as well. The white people challenge. You know what's fucked up, though? Some people are like, oh, you're virtue signaling is what the kids call it. And I stopped doing the shout outs, but I still buy the products because they need the money. Like right. if you're just putting memes about Black Lives Matter, that's great. Hey, I love your meme and your hashtag. But I believe in putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah, and I think I think sure. I guess I guess. It's really easy to to paint with the broad strokes of the broad strokes of uh, virtue signaling because it's like uh, like they don't see the full context, right? They don't they don't see the full context and hear the full message, or even like they'll maybe just read whatever the description is and not see you going, "Hey, I'm Jordan Brady, and I thought that this was going to be this, and this is the product, and this is what I think of it, and this is amazing, and this is they're doing these great things." Like, so they just see what the headline of it is and comment on that versus like really seeing what it is. And then, and and I say I say this all the time, and I'm sure you've heard me say it before. The the currency of effort mm-hmm. is way more valuable than the currency that's in your bank account. That's a good one. That's a Corey Castle original. Indeed. Indeed. The value, no, the currency of your message. Of your effort? Of your effort is more valuable than the currency in your bank account. I'd be good on a mug. (laughs) 
So Bobby Lee confronts Carlos Mencia, which I did in 2000. I filmed it in 2009, came out in 2010. I am comic on iTunes or wherever. Mark Marin on the WTF podcast confronted Carlos, I think, after that, a few years later when the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Had him on the show. He walked out of the show. Now Bobby Lee. Poor yeah. Carlos. And he can't get a break. I think whatever it wound up being was like, Carlos wouldn't throw out a blanket apology. It was like. So simple. Why not? He was like, he was like, Hey, this is what I'm saying. If I offended you, if I stole your joke, come to me and tell me I stole your joke and I'll apologize to you personally. And I was like, why all these extra steps? Why do they have to take the effort when you stole their joke? That's a great point. <laughs> but anyway, the uh yeah, it's, whose it's, joke have you stolen? I you know, I don't think I've ever stolen anybody's jokes. I know um, you I, haven't. I was trying to trick you. I have I have material that I've done and then I've been other places or I've watched other specials and I've seen someone do it better and I was like, "You know what? Let them have it." And yeah, and that's, anytime, a ethic, that's a good self-policing. Someone mm-hmm. does it better, retire the bit. Right. Like I did and 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 it wasn't even a funny funny joke at all. But I I would, I would do and and the and funny the funniest part about this bit is I was trying to put it over to What's Todd. The Glass do the bit. Do the bit. <laughs> I was trying tell to tell us him, the bit, Corey. Context. I thought this is funny, and he's like, "Yeah, it's not a good bit." <laughs> but I was like, yeah, it was like you're. It was. I said, if you're ever riding down a road and it's really bumpy, and then the next time you ride down that road and it's smooth and there's like a funny smell in the air, it's because they retard it. Uh, and it wasn't a good joke. It was just a retard joke. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's the R word. Right. You did. I didn't say it. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But, uh, somebody else did it at an open mic, like a couple, couple months after I was doing it, but they did like, they did a thing where it was like somebody on crutches was scared to step on the, on the hot, the hot street or something. And it's like, and he was like, oh, they retarded. And he's like, it's called handicap, you fat ass. And I was like, oh, that guy just, that guy just ruined it. I mean, he not ruined it. They only did it better than me, but it was an open micer and it was better than what I had. So, wow. Where's that open? Where is that open mic? Uh, Northeast, Northeast Philly. Northeast Philly. Philly. Yeah. I mean, not any, I mean, I haven't been to one. I went to, I went to my first um, virtual open mic last night. I saw that on Twitter. Now, Corey, how was your first uh, zoom comedy show or whatever it's called? I hated it. I just, I didn't like it. But the thing was, it was like, it was like, you had to sit there the whole time. It's the same problem you have with going to any open mic. It's like, you got to sit there the whole time and like sit through other people's cringy sets. And then <laughs> you get your minutes and you're like, all right, that didn't, that didn't get received well. And it was not the atmosphere. And then you, uh, you have to sit there again. And then you have to sit there. Done. You can't just log out. Nope. That'd be I mean, impolite. 
I mean, I guess you could, but it would you'd be a jerk if you did, I guess. Yeah, it'd be a jerky move. I did one show, Zoom show. Um, it was a benefit for Gold Star families, if you know what that is. Those are families that have lost a, uh, a service, a member of, of their family that was in the armed services. Mm-hmm. Usually a daughter or son or, you know, it could be an uncle, dad, aunt, mom. Any, but any uh, it was a benefit. Yeah, family member. Mm-hmm. And it was out of uh, up, up somewhere in upstate New York, Western New York. My friend Andrew Young and Rob Will, two comedians and veterans, and they asked me to be on. And I did, Corey. I did props. I printed out photos. This is just an audio only podcast, right? This is on YouTube. This will be up. Yeah. Okay. So. So like, there is an audio only version <laughs> of the podcast. So like, but, here's just an example. Here's the, uh, Askinoise chocolate thing. Right. I, I just have to have handy. Mm-hmm. I printed out f- pictures of the other comedians or people that looked like the other comedians. And then I would, I think this is pretty fucking genius that I did this. And I'd be talking about the other comedians. Cause I sat through all the comedians sets. And I was next to last and I would talk about Rob and I would go like this. Mm-hmm. And I would talk about Drew and I would go, here he is. And then I got to uh, the headliner that followed me was Longhorn, the comedian who used to wear, he's a black guy, wears a cowboy hat and a, and a red, white, and blue striped flag shirt. You know, so I printed out, I think, a picture of him along with Garth Brooks from the 90s and held him up to the monitor, like, you know, to my camera. So I I thought that Jordan Brady came out, uh, came out of retirement swinging with the prop comedy for the Zoom. And I could have shared it with the screen, but the physical timing of me being able to put the picture up really got big laughs. It's, and it was all spontaneous, you know, not spontaneous, but it was all based on that night's show. Mm-hmm. So I, it was fun for me, but well, I, I hated the, 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 uh, mechanics of the show. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so like I've done other virtual comedy, but not like a, a open mic or a set. Like I'd done other comedy where it's like you, you hit something and you hear a laugh and stuff, but oh. this was not. It just, it was just wasn't the same. Well, the I other, hope you, go ahead. I'm sorry. The other thing, the other thing I did was like roast battling. I did a, a, a virtual roast battle, and oh, wow. that, that was different. <laughs> but a couple of questions here. One, a statement. I do hope that the virtual comedy stays after the pandemic is over and clubs open up, strictly for people that can't get out like older folks that need a laugh people with some sort of physical disability that have trouble getting to a club or rural hicks that live out in the boondocks that can't get to a show i think the the zoom comedy could cater to those people and do some good but my question for you is on the roast battle Corey. how do those work do those like are you just thinking of yo mama jokes off the top of your head or do you do you come like do you come with the chamber loaded ready to fire or some so, of them you're just off the dome as the guy I had a, 
the the person I was supposed to be roast battling with, uh, I had him on my podcast, and we just talked and like gathered gathered information about each other, and then we just wrote a bunch of stuff, and then we got on the the thing, and he ruined me. He destroyed me. <laughs> what was what was his uh, what left was a deft blow that left a scar on you? I think he he uh, I think he got me on like. Something about not being able to read or something, like being a sped kid. Uh-huh. I, I forget what it was, but I honestly let me let me also bring this part of the story to it. The the people organizing it were like, "You're going to do the roast battle, but you know what? Actually, we're going to do it tomorrow. We're going to do it tomorrow. We're going to do we're going to do the Zoom tomorrow. So like, don't worry about it for tonight." And I was like, wow. "Okay, he said, don't worry about it for tonight." So I was like, "All right, well." I got the night. I'm gonna take an edible. So, oh I, my gosh! So I took an edible, and uh, <clears throat> so you were you were high as a kite. And then they were like, and then they were like, "All right, it's going on, bro." And, and then I was like, "Wait, I thought it was for tomorrow." No, it's tonight. We got it. Everything's good. And then I got on it, and uh, and after the after the jokes, I was like, "Just let me." Also admit, I didn't think we were doing this, and I took an edible. And they were like, yeah, we figured something like that. But we'll give you points for being likable, I guess. They could tell They could tell that you were high? You were that high? Are you Stop. high right now, Corey? No, not at all. No. no. Do I look like a high person? Not really. No. no. Sometimes I look high when I'm not high. <clears throat> maybe, maybe that's a tired thing. Maybe it's yeah. just you're tired. Yeah, I could be tired. Uh, I just, I just actually walked in the door from work. I've been, uh, I was uh, gonna shower and stuff, but uh, I didn't get a chance to. So I just jumped in here and sat right down to do this. What's, your, I, what's your new uh, day gig? My new day gig is I, um, I've been doing since August. I've been doing like um, HVAC tech, like oh, helper, yeah. heating and air conditioning. What's the V ventilation? It's yeah, heating and air conditioning ventilation system. Ventilation wouldn't that be a hacker control? I don't, I don't heating and air conditioning. It's heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. If it's HVAC, but hey, what what do I know? Did you have to get certified for anything? Um, I'm I'm supposed to be getting certified, like EPA certified, but it's like it's like school that I got to go to and get certified, and uh, I haven't had the opportunity to do so. Do they so, have a special ed HVAC school? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> I don't think I could do the roast. Do you like that job? No, no. I'm. I mean, want to be a a, a good source of c- comedy material? No, I mean, I I can't. I haven't wrote a joke about the job yet. Um, yet, yet. Right. You're right. Corey Castle. You can do this, right? I haven't wrote any wrote any uh, HVAC jokes. Maybe uh, HVAC. Yeah, that's what it's called. It was like, it's like, it's like doing this job. It's like whenever it's th- someone's air conditioner's broke, you go to their house and it's hotter than hell, or their business and it's hotter than hell there. And when it's cold, their heater breaks. You go. To the coldest place, and a lot Crazy. of the, a lot of the stuff is like rooftop units because we're like 
commercial mostly, mostly commercial That's HVAC. That's where the money is. So we got to like climb up these ladders on the side of these buildings, which I'm, I'm terrified of, of heights. When I get to the top of the ladder, I get to the top of the ladder. I go, uh, and I'm like shaking, trying to step back onto the, it's, it's kind of cool confronting your fears. <laughs> right. Right. You I do a fear of heights soon. I do this thing where as um, I'm climbing up or climbing down, I always do like a little, little, but it, like I give myself some like action movie soundtrack. Oh, and how do your coworkers like that? They don't hear it. They don't do you, it. Do they hear you do it? No, no, they don't hear me doing it. Why don't you do it for them? Hey, Bob. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you listen to how good you're doing, Scott. Do, 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 do. do your coworkers know you have a podcast? Yeah, uh, I I work. I work for my friend Scott's dad. So my friend oh, okay. Scott's dad owns the company. And What's Scott's dad's name? Scott. Scott Sr. Scott Sr., yeah. So and Scott Jr. Yes. So I just hang out with, with Scott Jr. most days, and uh, Scott Sr. Uh, comes for like minutes and leaves. Yeah. But, well, he's, he's more of a supervisor, right? He's, he runs the company. Right. He's the, he's the big boss. What's the name of the company? Let's give him a shout out. Cool, right. Cool right heating, cool, right? heating and air. R I T E or R I G H T? R I T E. <laughs> it could be like a rite of passage, you know. Right. But cool right, like, hey, when you need it done, call cool right. So, anyway, <laughs> when the, you're too hot, call cool right. So here I am. Here I am giving them a shout out while I whilst I'm saying I don't like it. But they know you don't like it. No one likes it at first. But, you know, it's interesting, Corey, because, uh, I mean, you're a young man. You have plenty of time. And you're chasing a dream that's certainly attainable. And any of the listeners that have seen Bruce on YouTube know that you can act. And you work uh, as a background artiste a lot and make money. And because your friends Scott Jr. and Scott Sr. know you, if you had to work a couple of days on a film in Philly or New York City, they'd probably let you take off a few days, right? That's what I'm doing this week. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I, to me, it's like you're living in paradise. Right. That's so what I'm. That's what I'm doing. Um, the 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 shoot that I'm doing this week is a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's called Not for Nothing. Not for nothing. Yes. And uh, TV show, movie, it's, it's, web series, it's, it's, porn, whatever. Indie it? film. Uh, the guy indie has, film. Yeah, it has um, Mark Weber from Scott Pilgrim in it. I know Scott Pilgrim. Mark Weber. Which he one was he? Like Stephen Stills. Like he was uh, the band. Oh, yeah. The band guy. Yep. <clears throat> He's so, funny. That, that, I, I, what I do like you play? Him. I'm like his, excuse me, I'm like his goon. I know he, we did a scene where it was like, I'm spoiler alert, NDA not signed. Here goes. <laughs> it was like the scene was like he's a drug dealer and some guy overdoses on drugs in, in his office. And he's like, get in here, get this guy out of here. And I just went and I like picked the guy up and walked him out of the room. We did that probably like 35 times. How could you do it 35 times? That's insane. Well, I just just used my muscles. 
No, I don't mean you. I meant the filmmakers. <laughs> I know you're very capable. You're as fit as a fiddle. You're in a young Adonis. Uh, I wish you'd do the show shirtless, but that's just me. Uh, well, Corey, it, it would make for a good audio podcast. <laughs> what would tell me about uh, take 17? Do you think like, hey, don't we got it? Well, I think it had to do a lot with changing the coverage. Oh, a lot of coverage. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I think it had more to do with changing. I don't. I'm exaggerating, probably embellishing the thirty something. Did you have any dialogue? Yeah, I had plenty of dialogue. Yeah. What'd you say? I you saw that I, body. I, Holy shit! Let's get him out of here. I did what say. Did that, say? I said that's I got you covered. What that's is your the most fucked up thing I've ever seen? Some some. Shit you like say that. it like a George Carlin puppet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. What is the deal with that? <laughs> Where are we going to put our stuff? <laughs> so, it's funny because I was just thinking about how you said uh, that you could be like my father figure. That's right? true. And I was like, yeah, one of these days we got to meet each other first. Yeah, in person. In person for that to happen. That'll happen when I come to Philly or you come to Los Angeles, city of dreams. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I gotta, uh, I'm going to talk to you about something off the record after we get done. If you don't mind hanging with me. Ask me now. Huh? Let's share with your listeners. What's your, come on. This is a podcast. This is where people get to see our vulnerabilities and our insecurities. I and our. might. It's, it might be a thing that I have to do an NDA kind of on. So I'm ah okay okay yeah you keep it, hush, keep it hush for a minute, but uh, <laughs> keep it I hush. Think, I think uh, <laughs> I get to the point in the show where I I tell you, uh, I'm just gonna two more things and I'll send you home with a hot dog and a handshake right off into the sunset. I love it. This has been fun. It has. It has been. It's been a blast. I, I still don't know the end of the Bobby Lee Carlos Mancia story, though. Other than he told oh, people to come, yeah, Bobby it was Lee, just like get his the lack, uh, lack of the lack of accountability was my yeah. the main the main part of it. With well, to me, it was like you took their jokes. Now they've got to come to you and say, "Hey, this joke, you took it." No, you and, told us that part, but I'm saying, what did Bobby Lee say to that? I, How did they move off of the topic? He said, okay, or that was the end of the show, or Carlos stormed out. No, I think I think they they, they just like kept it cool. But I think it was it was just a cl it was clipped version of the of it. So I don't remember exactly how it like faded out. Gotcha. But it was very much like I I saw it like why do you want the people who you hurt to have to like go out of their way? to tell you that you hurt them. Mm. That's like silence of the lambs. Put it puts the lotion on the body. Mm. <laughs> Do you get that reference? <laughs> like puts the lotion on the skin or yeah, whatever it was like making the victim actually moisturize right. their own skin before their death. Right. Because he wanted to cut the skin off. Yeah. And wear it. Ugh, disgusting. Who brought that up? I'm sorry. So you had two questions. You said and a hot dog and a handshake. So, you know, one time I shook a, a, a hands with a hot dog, and it turns out it wasn't a hot dog. Mm. That guy was happy. <laughs> How long were you shaking? <laughs> I don't know, like seven minutes. 
<laughs> was it in a dark closet? <laughs> it was just a hole in a wall at a nightclub. <laughs> so before I get to those two things real quick. Yeah. Are you going to are you going to come back to doing stand up? No. No, not not going to come back to stand up when it when things go back to normal. Well, I mean, I haven't done stand up regularly in a long time, but I end up doing like two or three shows a year. I think we talked about that before. Mm -hmm. Just when people invite me by mistake, you know, like there's a friend of mine who's a a, a copywriter, middle-aged guy like me and he booked a show with working comedians from the store and and from the Laugh Factory and people he had met at other mics around Los Angeles. And we were chatting. He goes, hey, I'm doing this show. It's down in our neighborhood. You want to go up? I said, yeah. So I went up. Like, I don't. I never do badly because I just make shit up and play the room. And 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 but I don't kill like you know, you're whoever's the hot comedian of the day, Bill Burr that goes out and destroys. Like I've never pretended that, but I don't believe in this, uh, overly precious attitude towards stand up. Like, yeah, man, I mean, you got to do it every night and it's not like riding a bike. I mean, you got to get up there all the time. And uh, I think that's bullshit. I think you're, if you're, you're you're speaking from my insides like that's 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 words i think i've said where it's like i don't have to do this every single night of the week because like i got other things to do every other night <laughs> i think it makes you a more rounded person and ultimately probably a better comedian if you don't do it every night and you go out and experience life right you gotta have stuff to write about exactly Corey. <laughs> so uh the the segment i do uh, audio time travel. Do you recall the audio time travel? I remember audio time travel. Yeah. Okay. So signature bit of the podcast. Signature bit of the podcast. So in 20 years, your kids come across the recording of you chatting it up with your new friend, Corey Castle here yeah. on Evolving. And uh, you're going to give them a message directly to them in 20 years. <clears throat> In these next words that you speak in an audio time travel time time stamped for 2021. The money is hidden by the tree. Perfect. <laughs> they know the tree and that's where I'm going to bury a lot of money. And if they can figure out what tree, they'll have a little extra something, something. It's just going to be just a bunch of holes in the yard by the trees. Do you want me to give you something more? I mean, I like, what would I tell my kids? Kind of like I mean, what you would tell your younger self. Yeah. It's kind I, of that same thing. I mean, with, with me, I always go into like, what inspires you? And yeah. when it comes to being that role model now, like it comes to you're you're making that relationship from parent to peer and and what's that like? And what do you, you know, what, what message if like, let's say you're not around in 30 years, what, what is something you want them to hear as far as like stamp from 2021 in this audio time travel? Okay. My, I guess my, uh, first of all, it is a great uh, feature of the podcast of evolving with Corey Castle. And if you've enjoyed this 
conversation with Corey and I, I, I implore you all to go like us on iTunes or wherever you pod and subscribe, hit that subscribe button for Corey Castle and Corey Castle can be found at Corey Castle. That's Corey with a C castle with a K. Uh, that's him on all the social medias, right? I would yeah. say that my audio times travel stamp piece of advice to my kids or anybody listening in the year 2041 is uh, the world the world will be right when the powerful are just and the the meek are protected which is kind of redundant and that means live by the golden rule like the golden rule has stood the test of time do unto others that you would want treat them how you want to be treated and also do things for yourself. I just was t- talking with someone the other day that I am on time. How about we'll go with this one? Be on time. And on time means early. Because if you're on time, you're kind of late. That's especially true in show business. You know, as an actor, like if you're on time, you don't go get the burrito and bullshit by the trailer. You go right to work. So if you want to bullshit and get a coffee and a breakfast burrito, come 20, 15 minutes early. And I think in life, that's very important to be punctual because you can then, you can't get back time, but you can control and manage time. And if you can manage your time well and stick to your word, then you're a man or woman or them of discipline, self-discipline. So if I know that, if I know that uh, there's a person that I meet with regularly, friend, and and for a while he was always late always late. And one time I go, well, why should I be on time if he's going to be late? And I said, no, I'm going to be on time for me because that little bird named integrity is going to land on my shoulder and whisper in my ear. And you know what that little bird says? Integrity. Integrity. They say integrity. So I would always be there. And finally, one day we would go on these walks, my friend and I, and, I, and I, he goes, you know, you're always here. Like, because he goes, I'm sorry I'm late. I'm sorry I'm late. Hey, I'm going to be a few minutes late. I go, hey, man, that's, I'm beyond caring. Like, a lot of people go, hey, man, that disrespects me when you're late. And I think that's true. But I got so over that. I'm like, I'm on time for me. That's the rule I make for myself. And if I'm going to be a couple minutes late, I will text Corey Castle. Hey, Corey, I'm running seven minutes late. Mm-hmm. So I think just, you know, if you can start with that, you'll find that you honor your word. Well, I, I think that you that just a long gave, answer. I'm sorry, Corey. I think you just gave it a good a good pin, like a good tag. Uh, integrity is integrity is the source. Like I, I I lost I lost a really good friend of mine four years ago. And uh, I used to always say to him because he would he would help people. He would lift people up. And ultimately, about half the people he would lift up and get in a good position would wind up screwing him over. And then yeah. I've, people would say to him, why do you keep helping people? Just stop helping people because half of them screw you over. And he said, if I ever stopped helping them, I wouldn't be me anymore. That's right. I like me. So I'm not going to change that about me. Integrity yeah. is the lesson. And it's it, it's almost like the best 
the best kind of selfish. You know, you people know, will say to me, me why, do why do you, 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 like, I, I try to help people with their commercial directing careers. And people say, well, why do you give that information away? And uh, by the way, anybody listening that has a connection to a community college with a film program, I don't know if you know this, Corey, but I have a commercial directing master class online. I put it, I've been doing live seminars since 2015 because I direct a lot of commercials and I can help people. And then uh, with the pandemic, I filmed a version and I put it at commercialdirectingmasterclass.com, right? So if you are at a community college and there's a film program, I will give the film program my masterclass for free, $249 class. And then we do a Zoom Q&A with your instructor, your professor. And I've done a handful of colleges. I've done universities. That's not free. But I've done a handful of these community colleges because we have to help underrepresented uh, populations have more turns at bat. Stand-up comedy has, I think, is one of the most diverse. I know it's in the last few years, it's been less all white guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thankfully. It's leading the way. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's also, I mean, the representation doesn't, just doesn't have to do with skin color, but the representation has to do like, like gay, straight, trans, like everybody, include everybody, everybody, has everybody has funny like yeah. that's what this business is for funny like yeah. get the funny out of all those perspectives absolutely but you could be in the tax bubble all kinds of people uh i just want to before i get to the next thing real quick want to tell you how important it is because i know you you reminded me when you were talking about your master class you yeah. were filming that you were filming that the last time you did this podcast. Yes. And, and it's so cool to see that coming sort of full circle. It's, it's very cool that like that almost, it was the, the way it worked was I was watch, I was rewatching. I am comic. And I told you the story. I was rewatching it for probably the zillionth time. Uh, accurate, accurate count zillion times I've watched it, but <laughs> the, the the part where you came up and you were the film director, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's on social media. And I social I hit you up on social media and was like, hey, would you do this? And you did. And you were like, and it was like we were like on a conversation like the next day or so, something yeah. oh, very yeah. quickly. And it was just I think that's I'm the so, magic of Corey Castle. I, I'm so very pleased that I've had you now as a resource. Like that's not the fact that you just told me if you have access to a community college, I don't know if you knew this, but here it is a little bit of resource of information. It goes such a long way because yeah. you gave, you just gave me all of your attention and all of your effort, not only this time, but last time. And you're just free to give out information that you want to help people with genuinely. And that's a trait I recognize in you and I appreciate it. And I love it. Oh, thank you, Corey. Likewise, you know, you, I, you and I are similar. I hope in any way, I can be some sort of resource to you. If you have any questions about anything, absolutely never hesitate to reach out to me. I mean, I like that I can I can shoot you a message and I'll get one right back. Uh, it's, it's it's become a super cool resource to have you as uh, as my as my my new dad. 
You're dead. And hey, another resource is Commercial Directing Voodoo. It's a $10 book on Amazon. And uh, it's like 20 years of filmmaking knowledge for 10 bucks. And then I happen to have right here some oh-so-delicious hot sauce. Now, this is ghost pepper. We have three flavors. We have this ghost pepper, which doesn't burn, right? It doesn't burn you, but it's Mm -hmm. hot. You know, it's because it's got a little afterburn. Then we have a habanero rojo, which uh, has that little extra kick. And our flagship flavor is garlic and serrano, which is a mild hot sauce. It's more tangy, but it's great on eggs, pizza, you know, anything except oatmeal. And the reason I'm telling you this, Corey, is because we give $1 per bottle that we ship, break, sell, use, steal to National Military Family Association. So, uh, you know, it's a good cause. It's not a lot of money that we raise, but a dollar a bottle. So if you buy a fun pack with all three flavors, what we call the Flavor Seeker Fun Pack. Um, in fact, why don't we give away a Flavor Seeker Fun Pack to one of your listeners? Okay. You figure out how to do the contest. <laughs> it could be someone that, you know, I don't know. You figure that out. Can if, can you tell me right now, Jordan? Um, can I get that on Amazon? Where do I where do I get the book? where do I get this the um the book is on Amazon. Not the book, the the uh, the, the hot sauce. The hot sauces. Oso delicious dot org. Oso it's spelled O S O. It's uh Spanish for bear. Osodelicious.org. And you come up with a question or a game or something for your listeners, and you tell me who wins and give me their address. I will ship them a Flavor Seeker Fun Pack, and I will then donate $3 from that Flavor Seeker Fun Pack to military families. It's a win-win-win. I'm on the site right now. Yeah, look at that. Um, and be um, sure and check out our jingle. Is there is there a neat commercial? Yeah. There's a commercial on your phone right now on that website. Look at it. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to send you home. You see? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot dog and a handshake. <laughs> so I want to give you the opportunity. At this point, we're gonna hypothetically say that I've gifted you this podcast. Okay. So your podcast is now evolving with Jordan Brady, and you have just recorded your first episode with me. Yeah. This has been the pilot episode of your new podcast where you don't only have to talk about commercial filmmaking. Yeah. You can whatever tickles your fancy, whatever blows your skirt up, whatever uh, rows your what, what floats your boat. Yeah, sure. So in, in your Jerry Springer's final thought sort of way, how would you wrap up this conversation and, and kind of extract the most important messages to help inspire someone to be a better version of themselves tomorrow? As they were today, and then at the end of it, I started to do this new thing just to keep it silly. After you've you've done all that, then in your best impression of Alf, say, "Hey, Willie." Oh wow, I don't really do an Alf impression, but uh, I'll give it a shot. Can I do the Alf impression to get it out of the way? Hey, Willie. Okay, cool. Well, that was the best ever. That's that's been my favorite one. There you go. No, I'm not too good. It, my <laughs> wrap-up would be this. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Evolving 
with Jordan Brady. My guest today has been Corey Castle. And I hope you all could feel that both Corey and I were very present during this conversation. We weren't texting. We weren't tweeting. We uh, we meandered in our conversation like a real conversation does. It has ebbs and flows. And, and I felt that Corey's honesty on the program today is a good example of how we can all better our lives and be a better version of ourselves. To be present, you know, it's okay to put that phone down every now and then. It's okay not to worry about how many likes you got on a photo and just be present. You know, there was a time when the phone rang and that was annoying. No one wanted, you'd fight over who would answer the phone. Now we're glued to our phones. So ironically, you're listening to this podcast on a phone, but that's not the point. The point is to be present in the company of others in real life. IRL. Hey, Willie. <laughs> you wound up doing it twice. But, but the, 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 that second one was a little uh, sandwiched. It. it was, was a little Kermity, but it was still really good. Thank Better you. Better than anyone else I've ever heard do an Alf impression. Well, it's a tough one, you know. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to say, uh, anybody who's listening to this, if this is your first time checking out the podcast, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. You'll get you'll get all of the episodes as I record them. But if you if you subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or any of that, you'll get episodes, new episodes release every Monday at uh, at noon Eastern Standard Time. And, you know, if you like it, like it, you know, tell, let me know you exist. I say this every time on Rassle Rock. If you if you like what we're putting out, absolutely let me know you exist by maybe commenting maybe leave some suggestions. Maybe tell me like to shave my face. Or anything like that. I'm I'm super happy to hear from you. I exist. If you're ever going through something where you feel like you need a friend or just judgment-free conversation, please don't hesitate to let me be a resource for you because I absolutely don't offer it like in a in a flippant way, in a, uh, a, a in an insincere way because I absolutely mean it from the bottom of my heart. I'm always here. I'm not hard to get a hold of. Maybe uh, shoot me a text or follow me on Instagram or, or Twitter at Corey Castle and shit, Jordan Brady, anything that you want to say, parting words. We've wrapped up this show like five times, man. Okay. I did, I did the Alf. I did the Jerry Springer. I did the 20 year audio time travel. I Hot did dog. everything Hot at dog. Jordan Brady at that Jordan Brady. <gasps> okay. That's my socials. Hit me up. Thanks Corey. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Everybody, everybody, be fun, have safe, keep evolving. <laughs>